Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. I'm so excited to have Elizabeth back on. If this is your first time hearing an episode with Elizabeth Toison, um, I have been, we have been in a series of recordings. I think we started in June, I'm pretty sure, with the first one to be able to be with her, maybe May, June, um, through her, the end of her pregnancy, her last trimester, her birth, and now her post-birth. So I think we have, I think this will be about our sixth episode. So I highly recommend listening to them in their entirety because you get to this inside perspective, this right alongside, you know, reality perspective of how Elizabeth's been rewriting her mother code, you know, during this pivotal time. And, you know, these times that are so wrought with so much emotion and choices and experience. And it's just been a privilege, a delight to be with her in it. And I keep learning. I am doing my own rewriting the mother code, just being with her on these episodes and what they've been stirring up for me. And I'm really hoping that you're feeling the same way. And I would love to hear your thoughts of, as you've listened to these episodes and what you're coming away with and how, whether you have a child or not, or have been through this experience or thinking about going through this experience, what it's bringing to you. Cause that's, what's important, right? It's of course, inspiring and beautiful to to hear people uh, sharing their stories, and especially when they're, you know, breaking the mold and doing things that, you know, may not be cultural or society or family norm, and but they've chosen fully for themselves the experience that they want, and that they're generating and creating, and the ups and downs of that, and the ins and outs, and the wonder of it all, the emotions of it all, really been able to ride these waves with Elizabeth real time. Please reach out any way, any way that you can, DMing me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons, or go ahead and go to my website and send me a message at www.drgertrudelyons.com. If you're anything like Elizabeth, or you hear this and you're inspired and want to have a, a similar experience, set up a discovery call with me to hear what it would be like for you to go on this journey and what that might look like. And you may or may not decide to work with me. Obviously, I would love to have you work with me, but just even to explore a little bit for yourself um, what this rewriting the mother code journey is, you can do so. And you can do that again at my website, under the work with me, there's ways to just set up for a 15 minute discovery call. And I invite you to do that. All right, here we go. Well, welcome Elizabeth to, I think this is number six in our series, something like I, that. I don't the know. The only things I count lately are 
the time between feedings and the time between sleeping. So I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And that's all your mind needs to be thinking about number wise. Well, welcome back. It's just, as I said before you got on, it's just been such a privilege and honor and delight to journey with you, you know, through this raw, vulnerable, beautiful, sacred, everything time. So thank you for being here. Thanks for welcoming me back. Mm, you're Thanks welcome. Yeah. So just num this is a number I'm going to ask for. How many weeks are you post birth? Six weeks today. Six weeks today. Six wow. weeks. Yeah. On Wednesday, I have my six week like follow-up checkup. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been I've been anticipating and looking forward to oh, it. What are you excited about for it? <laughs> You know, honestly, what I'm excited about <laughs> is for the midwives to, oh, I don't know what they need to do. I'm assuming there's a, there's a couple things that they checked at my two week, uh, follow-up that mm -hmm. I'm assuming that they'll check again. Um, like, like, what does my abdomen feel like? What does, uh, I don't, you know, they, will they check my cervix? I have no idea. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to hearing them say like, everything looks great and wonderful and you're you're recovering very nicely and you're cleared for all your regular activities as you see fit that's that's what i'm kind of like creating that is a, a total vision create as, yeah i love or, that or an outcome for that yeah because i feel pretty good physically i bet yeah. well i've seen you um i see i saw you what was it? 11 days, something like that, maybe yeah. post birth. And you look great then. So thanks. A few weeks later, we're, uh, I mean, more than a few, but we're, I mean, yeah, yeah, still, yeah. So, I'm feeling... But that, that future visioning, I just want to underline that it, that's, uh, that's real. You know, that's, that it's a real skill to, cause sometimes, um, you know, you can imagine, oh gosh, with fear or dread and not, I, I believe we create our reality and our thoughts have a lot to do with it. So I, I love future visioning exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And picturing it in detail that your excitement, their excitement, their, you know, like their, the office, everything, like just mm -hmm. you can get as detailed as you want with that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, thanks. I hadn't, there's a couple of details that I hadn't like thought to put into that vision, but one of them that I'll speak out loud now is um, this, this, uh, this uh, organization of midwives, they, they have this thing that they've started. I don't know. I started a couple of years ago called beads for babies. Aww. And so they're like, they in your welcome packet they like the very first thing that they showed to me was like the little half sheet it was like beads for babies and it's like okay at the end of our at the end of our arrangement you get a baby and we want a bead and and like of course i still pay them in real dollars but yes. also they're, <laughs> as like as like uh it's like their request for for like a gift for like a keep is like a keepsake of a, a bead mm. that we choose something that's something that's meaningful, you know, whatever we want it to be. Um, and they have around the office, they have like strings of beads hanging as part of like mm. a, 
wildly different like styles and sizes and colors and shapes and they uh they point out it's like we don't we they deliver so many babies they deliver so many babies but like having a little a little keepsake is like one way that they they kind of stay like mind heart spirit connected to the babies that they've delivered mm. over time so that I'm gonna so beautiful I we've love got that. bead that we're gonna going to gift them and I'm excited to to tell them what it means to me and mm. and present it and this is something you did you know at your garden goddess pre-birth ceremony right these is ritual right creating rituals and they mean something to you in that moment and you're creating them to possibly then you know have access to what you did with the prayer flags which we talk about in one mm -hmm. of the other episodes and just how meaningful that became and not exactly in the way maybe necessarily you pictured it but in a way that was really powerful, right? So we we know that it's meaningful and this power of ceremony and this power of ritual is. And then as you start it, it, it takes on a life of its own and and lots more emerges from it. Um, so I, I love this idea and then sharing with them and then they get to keep it. I had another idea as you were saying that, because this is something I started doing is that when I started doing bridal blessings, Mm. is when the women are gathered, I have a, a selection of like three or four different kinds of crystals, right? The, mm. You know, and crystals all have different meanings, right? Like rose quartz is love and compassion and some have security protection and, you know, a, a whole, there's an array of them. And then I had people, you know, pick like a, a type of stone, but take two of them, right? And then one of them, well, both of them actually, like they blessed and, you know, put their prayers and intentions for the couple and for the ceremony in particular, and then for their life forward. And so then one of them we gave, you know, to the bride or the people who, somebody who was going to be at the wedding so that then they could put those crystals around the space. And so all the people who were at that bridal blessing may or may not be at the wedding, but then they brought their prayers brought like that to create the space, but then they kept one. So this oh. is what I'm thinking about. This is yeah. they kept ones for themselves to then stay connected to that space and, you know, hold that, that moment for themselves as well and what it meant to them. So that's very not sweet. Sure. If it fits exactly here, but I kind of, you know, cause you're kind of making a completion with them, but then at the same time, they're always with you. Like, I just saw Mary Summers, the midwife of oh. our two daughters, yes, a Saturday for her birthday celebration. Wow. And she created rituals at her birthday. And I got to share how, you know, what I learned from her that mm. to kind of give back to her. So, you know, these things like go around cycle in our life. So all that to say, yay for power and ritual. And I love that your midwives are doing this and that that I know you and Ryan will mm -hmm. pick something meaningful unless you've already picked it out. I don't know. I guess it's. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We have, we, we do have our, our being picked out. <laughs> what did you pick? How, um, how did you do that? So we, uh, our, our house has been for, uh, for a while, for a number of years, even though we've moved a few times, um, even through pandemic it has been called the big top. Um, 
And it's kind of a callback to uh, like, uh, we even started a company in the big tap. Like we only, we had this company for a few years. It was called the sacred circus. Mm. Um, and you know, born out of the big tap and, and it's, yeah, we're just like, we're like a circus in that, that our community is a collection of really wonderful, astounding people. And that's what I expected the circus. I, you know, it's yeah. like just to be amazed yeah. um, at the, at the variety and the collaboration. And like, that's, that's our community. So our house is called the big tap. And um, so we have a little circus tent, a little circus tent. that's going to go <laughs> <laughs> on their chain. That is adorable and meaningful and so beautiful. Cause mm-hmm. I, and I, I love both the, I don't know, there's some, I never thought so much about a circus quite in that way, but there is a sacredness to it. And there is a inspiration and crafts that have been developed that are, are there to show us what's possible and totally. you know, things yeah. like what how can someone do that like totally (laughs) well I like thinking of our series then kind of like that it fits with your right like how did she do that wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) and how you felt that way at times how did I do this was the hardest thing I've ever done and look I did it yeah right and I mean honestly it like continues and changes is the thing yeah, is so like let's jump into that yeah let's go ahead jump into that. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like even as I oh gosh as I look in the recent past and scan through like the the challenges like the humps like the I, I call it I can call them humps now but at the time when you approach it it seems like a wall or it seems like a like an impasse how am I gonna make it through this and like the even just like the act of physically like I call it an act but it's a process the physical process of birth and then like the mental emotional like journey that takes on Mm -hmm. um breastfeeding we've had our ups and downs and forwards and backwards and um we're we're in a place I'd, I'd like to celebrate that I've had exactly one week and one day of pumping one time a day Oh, it's going well. absolutely a celebration. Oh my, oh my gosh. Oh, so I'm, thank you. <laughs> so I'm very proud of, of like the intention that it took because I was really scared. Mm-hmm. I was really scared to start because it, you know, it was like, what if it's as hard as breastfeeding was? And, and like, I have to, it takes like weeks to figure it out. Um, And like, it would have been okay. And it would have been hard mm-hmm. and like, and knowing, knowing mentally, spiritually, emotionally that, um, that I'm okay and that I'm going to be okay can make maybe like lighten, lighten my sense of the now of the challenge of the now, but like, not always I'm just sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm sure I'm okay, but God, this is hard. Yeah. We're like, ouch, this hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I have that sense about like even <laughs> some of the learning that we're having lately is, is like, like, oh, we need, we need to pay 
closer attention to wake windows or else we have an overtired, very fussy baby at the end of the day. And it's, it's not fun for anybody. Mm. And so we've upped our game of tracking that. (laughs) And, um, and like, even still, even still, it's not like there's a, it's not like there's a formula. Like you, you could, you could look at these charts and you could listen to these experts and it could sort of seem like, oh yeah, I can figure this out. Um, but it's like, this is a person. This is a person. <laughs> this little baby is is not a mechanical puzzle. Um, <laughs> you know, and we're so wired to think that's how it should be, and the lack of control, and there should be a formulaic system to these things, or yeah, you, like, or yeah. you just think you've deciphered a pattern, and then you know, <laughs> right? right. Like, two weeks later, it- it's totally something different. I look forward to more and more of those. Um, (laughs) But yeah, man, the, the hard days are hard. And when I say hard, I mean like the days that despite our best efforts and our best intentions, like the baby is very fussy and like, gosh, you know, Ryan and I, we are sometimes, sometimes more often me, um, but sometimes both of us, are at the edge of our ability to regulate ourselves. Um, Like, man, it's a wonder. It's a wonder and a mystery. (laughs) And and we're learning. And like, God, I am grateful. I'm grateful for the work I've done so far to be patient with myself as I learn, as I make mistakes. I tracked so many mistakes the other day. It's like, oh boy. Here's I could I could list them. Um, yeah, what are some examples of what are like all the category of mistakes? Like an example is like not paying attention to when the baby woke up, not actually looking at the time and registering. Like okay, here's here's when the baby woke up. Um, another one, <laughs> I like tripped over something on my way to put the baby down in her bassinet, um, and like didn't fall, but I stumbled, and I'm holding like a sleepy baby. I'm like, Mm. Oh God, you know? Oh, what was another one? I left something uh, over the edge of, of like the bassinet and like she, she got her hand stuck in it. I'm like, like, Oh God, that's like not safe sleep at all. Oh my God. She woke up and cried about it and told us, Hey, this is not, this is not right. Mm. And so we discovered like, okay, great. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Let's, let's reset your sleeping space and calm calm you down, calm ourselves down mm-hmm. as best we can and try again. And like, it seems like <laughs> when I'm in the middle of it, like even just this morning, not about an hour ago, about an hour before I signed on here, I'm like, gosh, this baby should have been asleep by now. And like, I already picked her up and soothed her twice what else like she she burped her diapers clean what what's the next thing what's the next thing and am I gonna get a break before I sign on here and and like it just seems like the stakes are so high Mm -hmm. in some of those moments and like I watched a little like a like a like an online class like (laughs) 
reminding me that co-reg in order to co-regulate effectively, like I need to regulate my dang self. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm okay. And like, how much of my anxiety do I totally unconsciously automatically transmit to that gorgeous little baby <laughs> over there? And oh, there's a thousand things that I could say. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay. And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. You know, you'd ask about mistakes. Oh my God, we've learned about, you know, starting really early with raising our child in a household of body neutrality. So de-emphasizing how beautiful we think she is not not to say that she's not because she's freaking gorgeous <laughs> she's, i call her beautiful all the time and all of her other qualities she has many even though she has like been in the world for six weeks she has many other qualities that are astounding um 
Like, I love her curiosity. I love her, like her, her intention and her tenacity. Gosh, like I so appreciate lots of things about this little being. And, and the first thing I say, I notice it now is like my beautiful baby. Mm-hmm. And like that, I have to be okay with that. I have to be okay with that. I'm going to decide to be okay with that. I'm just not going to have it be the only thing that I say or call her. Right. Um, she is my beautiful baby. She mm-hmm. is. And mm-hmm. she's my like tenacious fighter. And she's a really intentional, intentional. And determined being. and yeah. yes. And, yeah. and communicative so, and, and so many things. Well, thank you for that. And a couple of things that I'm, with and the reason I said like go ahead and list some of your mistakes because I I wanted to like filter out like what you were labeling mistakes. I'm I'm just noticing it's like well you know is stumbling and tripping a mistake? You and I think this is something especially for a first time you know new mom. It's like everything is new. Everything <laughs> you're doing for the first time. You've never raised a tiny infant in a bassinet, so who knew that that was you know like so there's it's constant learning. And we know, you know, that you can't learn without making mistakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we can't learn, but we're going to hinder it. If we're going to like try to do it without making mistakes, or that's what we're measuring our uh, success or our worth at is because yeah, we will feel like crap Ola because we're, you know, this is a constant learning and, big learning curves. And then even when you have, if you decide to have a second one, it'll be a different being. So everything you like thought, I have, I know this, I know this territory. It's like, wait a sec. Like, <laughs> That's what I hear. You're different. They're different. So we can't even count on that. It's not like a hundred percent new, but anyway, you know, you in this newness. And to me, it sounds like the the game is more like that compassion that like, okay, what did I learn? Hmm. Totally. What yeah. am I learning. And I don't want to take away the word mistake, like it's bad, but it's like, I want to emphasize the learning just like, you know, we're going to call her beautiful, but beautiful means a lot of things, not just physical attributes, right? Like she's beautiful in all the things that you, that you said, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful when she's wailing, crying, even though, you know, I have feelings, but if you stop and look at her, like, yeah, she's still beautiful. I'm feelings about her having all these strong feelings, but she sure is beautiful, <laughs> you know, and, and you start labeling like all a bigger range of what beautiful is too. Right. And, yeah. and the, so then same for you remember, as we keep working on oh, giving right. ourselves what we're giving her like, Oh, like, you right. know, the beauty of you on this journey and how beautiful you are in this exploration. Yeah. Thanks for underlining that. Like, uh, one of the one of the things that <laughs> this isn't this is like a more than once a day thing is like naming what have we learned what what do we learn and oh man like the in in recent recent days like so many things I've learned from what I would have called a mistake. And like, it seems like a mistake clearly in hindsight, but I didn't know at the time that it wasn't going to work yeah. um, or that it didn't have the outcome that I wanted. Like <laughs> one of the early pumping mistakes, this is what I was nervous about again. And mm. I was like, 
wanted to get it, get it right. I wanted to right. get it perfectly the first time. Like, okay, how do I start pumping? <laughs> how does that, <laughs> how does that work? Exactly. And one of the mistakes, but I would call a mistake now be based on the fact that I've learned from it right. is like fed, fed the baby from one breast, seemed sleepy, put her down, went to go pump. And then 45 minutes later, she's woken up and is asking for the other breast. And I'm like, ah, uh, I could put you on the breast, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be what you were expecting. Because <laughs> I just... And it wasn't. And so we had a cluster feed the whole rest of the day because mm. she was just a little hungry. I'm like, okay, that's not, that's not a rhythm that I want to have. So my, if then is like, if she feeds from one side at the time that I want to pump, I'm not going to like immediately bag and freeze the milk. I'm going to leave it at room temperature mm. until two hours pass. And I see if she wakes up again. And then if Brilliant. not, then we will store the milk and we will feed. And and if she does wake up, she will get the expressed milk. Yeah. And that we did that. In fact, we did it the oh. very next day. <laughs> we did the very next day. And I'm like, wow. And we had a we had a smoother day in general. And I was like, thank goodness. Thank goodness for like deciding to learn from well, I think experience. that's that's yeah. So now I think we're clarifying this with what you just said because I think it, maybe it would stay in the category of mistake, or we really call it a mistake if I kept doing the same thing, expecting it to work. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like if I'm not learning from that experience, like wait. And you said some important things too, like that didn't work for me to then, you know, spend the, the, my day with the cluster feedings and you know, that like, that's not how I want to do it. So let's rethink this. And, mm -hmm. but someone might be like, well, I guess that's just how it goes and we're going to do it. But then you could see how that could then build like more and more like upset or, yeah, or resentment or totally you're, you're, you know, stepping back, approaching it, not from a, Oh, that I, I I did that, or someone told me that's how you're supposed to do it, so I did it, and I guess this is just how it goes. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, wait, no, I don't want it to go this way. So let's try some other things and put some of my thinking, or you know, talk to Ryan or talk to other people. Like, hey, did any of you have this problem? Because people, you know, when they say like, oh, I failed at this and failed at that, like to me, the only failure is if I do nothing to learn from it. Right. I mm. just go on and either I'm victimized by something by well, how that happened, which could easily happen too. here. It's like, Oh, see, I knew pumping wasn't, was going to be so hard and wasn't going to work. Right. Yeah. We could just totally yeah. believe action our way into like, it just, yep. See pumping sucks. I knew it would. And, and it does right. because your first go at it, you know, was, was this situation. So yep. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about this, Ryan and I, and not just us, but like this baby, this fresh, fresh baby. Gosh, she's doing everything for the first time too, you know? And if she's still trying, if she's still going for it, surely, surely I can also. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, sometimes I take, I, I take her for inspiration. I thank her for 
for, for her modeling, like, like she's not going to, she's not stopping. She's not stopping attempting to get her needs met. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. Like, I don't want her to stop. I don't want her to stop. So yeah, well, we're going to figure this out together and thank her for her patience. Thank me for mine. Thank Ryan for his and, and we keep growing. We keep growing. I don't, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Well, and I think that's so much of what we've been through, through all of this, right? When I have that mindset that I'm going to grow through this, gosh, darn it. Right. Like it's, it is an experience of yourself, but when you add that intention and that layer that I'm going to grow growth mindset, right. Our friend, Carol Dweck, like, I don't know how to do that yet. You know, I, I haven't pumped my breast for breast milk and I don't know how to do it yet. You know, I, that's my favorite mm-hmm. thing from Carol Dweck is the that little three letter word yet, right? No, I don't. There's so many things I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet, and mm-hmm. and then once I do, then I'm going to learn from it. I, I think that's what you're exemplifying so much, and just how you're approaching being, and because you're not, and it's not mechanical in that way either, because you're really letting your feelings be present, your emotions. Um, mm. I know we've shared some, some of those together and you have on the podcast, right? Like just letting them be there when they're there. Yeah. I, um, I heard, I learned this thing actually from, from this class this morning Mm -hmm. about co-regulation and like, it's like a, it's like a buzzword (laughs) or it's just like, you know, what I've learned, like that's one of the functions that I, as the adult serve for this infant is is co-regulation and something I I'd always just imagined that that just meant helping her calm down because she can't calm herself down. That's like literally the meaning that I sort of assigned to it. Yeah, that would and, was what I could see that you know would yeah. make sense. Right? And what this teacher said um, was like it also means like if they're at a heightened state, if they're at a heightened emotion, it means joining them. Like join, join them in the urgency of like, we've got to figure this out. Like they don't have this, the, the, the skills, the tools, the, they don't have the literal body ability yet to meet their own needs. So that like, they are lending us their urgency and we join them like, and we leap into action and do the detective work to figure out what is needed here. And then once we're joined, once we've joined them in that emotion, then I can use my, usually it's my breath, but like my skills to like, okay, now we're, now we've satisfied the need and we are discovering all over again that we're okay. And like really it is a literal discovery again because yeah. and it can only happen in the present moment like telling a baby you're okay <laughs> telling myself in words like i'm okay but not actually regulating my own, my own nervous system right it's, it's it's empty so all that to say i i've been reminded of the importance of like every direction and volume of emotion. Hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. 
What was the oh gosh? <sighs> it was um, after after dinner last night. I had um, a couple of friends stayed a little bit later while while Ryan put the baby to sleep for her evening nap, and it was really kind of like her first bedtime. We have like three bedtimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, overnight. And a couple of friends stayed late after dinner, and we just shared really vulnerably. And I I now have this lived experience of like my friends holding my hands while I cried and just like being with me while I shared what I was experiencing and like what has been challenging for me. Yeah. And I like, I just, I'm, it's like a sigh of relief. Like I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be held and, and cared for. Yeah. I can picture that and, and feel it with you, Elizabeth. And I, and something that we talked about, actually not in a the podcast, but I don't think I'm sharing anything like out of turn, but something that came up in our session was around the loneliness that you can feel, you know, yeah. as a new mom. So I'm connecting it to that because we don't live in community. We don't, you know, we can right. feel so alone and, and so isolated um, in our cozy little homes, even, you know, when they feel good and you and Ryan are lovely, but, uh, when we don't have that immediate access. So I I love picturing this, you know, Mm -hmm. with you and for you, like actually having contact and these two women on either side of you holding you as you expressed. Mm, Yeah. I have no, I'm just going to say this because I don't want to overthink it. But when I said that word expressed, I thought about breast milk and expressing, <laughs> you know, wow. this expression, but, and because, but that breast milk is nourishment. It is, you know, this part of this cycle of life that your body produces. And we don't, we forget to think that our emotions are part of our physiology and part of our, our cleansing cycle, our, you know, and just how important um, that is your expression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of, one of, and, oh, yeah. Go ahead. One of those same friends. I think this was like a different conversation entirely. Yeah. It was earlier, earlier in the week. <laughs> and uh, he was asking, uh, like, we were just like, we were checking in with each other. And, and it was, I think it was either one of my hard days or right after one. And, and so that's what I was sharing. I was like, just, I was presencing like, here's, here's what being me has been like for me in the last, last day or two. And my friend thanked me for, mm-hmm. and thanked me for sharing and, and like pointed out that he had an easier time being with me like knowing mm. how hard of a time I've been having. Um, and uh, wow. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. How important is that to hear? Oh my gosh. That totally breaks a code of we should smile more. Only <laughs> smile, only share what's positive. Only share the good news. Only share the good news. And oh my mm-hmm. gosh, new motherhood is wonderful. It's so amazing. And you know, I have a, this healthy baby and, you know, the list goes on of all the like thing appropriate things, but it, it is, it's like, we, we know when we sense those things, but we kind of are all complicit in this 
dance, this illusion, you know, this spell of how it's supposed to be. And I love when we break through like this and he says something like that, that it accentuates it or just like, yeah, it's very explicit, punctuates it, yeah. you know, explicit, like, wait, okay, I can be with you more now. I can support you. I, you know, I know you, and this goes along with my expression is nourishment because yes, he would, the relationship was nourished by your expression. Oh, I'm liking this. I'm liking this metaphor a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is not planned. <laughs> no, this is, this is not, this is this is not scripted. We are the, flowing. We are flowing. fountain here. From your expression. Yeah. Yeah. My my next thought right away is remembering that, you know, I saw someone who I haven't, you know, I I've I would call her a friendly acquaintance. Um, like not a not like a friend, not like a close friend, and mm-hmm. like friendly acquaintance from years ago. I saw something that she posted on social media, like reflecting on her journey through postpartum depression. Mm. And and she shared really vulnerably about where she had been and where she was now. And, and I, like my first impulse was, was to, was to sympathetically weep because I was like, I see myself in what you're saying mm-hmm. and, and thank her for, for expressing. Thank yeah. you for expressing. Thank you for sharing. And, and like, it doesn't have to be a secret or a problem um, or for normalizing you know, the yeah. extent, you know, and the continuum of the shift in emotions, the, like how our systems dealing with the whole change, right. It's, I don't know. There's, I've just been using this word and even though it, it's like, <laughs> it's not our fault. It's a phrase, right. It's not mm. like there's, there's our physiology, our mental, you know, aspect. And then there's a system and culture that does not support, you know, just what we were talking about this. I, I, I'm going to look into, I'm going to see if I can find some research on, because I have a definite theory that postpartum depression happens less in cultures where there's more access to community. It's Mm -hmm. more readily available where you're, you know, living amongst each other and, you know, right there. I mean, yes, we can call people, you know, we have access to people, but it's different. Right. It's yeah. So very I mean, like, different. And there's a thousand moments. Like I, I'm here connecting with you right now, like real time, voice to voice, face to face. And I said something inside and you were like, what was that? And like the, the infinite number of moments that it doesn't occur to me that like something may be going on that I'm not totally with. Mm-hmm. or that someone would like to know someone would be interested in mm-hmm. knowing what my experience is like that's a big deal mm-hmm. and even sometimes when I'm in the same room with someone and and but we're not totally attuned mm-hmm. you know like a, a million things like I was even this was a tricky one because I was we were Ryan and I were driving in a car so we were side by side mm-hmm. not face to face right we're um, real time voice to voice but Mm-hmm. you know, and, and we were essentially having a, having a fight. It was just like working, working to get connected. Yeah. It's really what we were doing. And, and I was like, I don't even know where to start. 
I don't know where to start because there's a thousand million things that that I've decided not to share, mm. like consciously or subconsciously, things that I've decided not to share. And <laughs> and so I just, I, I picked a place and I started and I started sharing what was going on with me so that we could get connected. And, exactly. and it, how that can happen when you're living with each other and you can get behind in connection and so much, you know, especially when you have this new being that requires all this time and attention and all this focus that goes there, you know, you're bringing up that partner aspect, you know, of support and how, you know, just in this six week period of time, like the, uh, what has stacked up between the two of you, right? It's like, yeah. wait, we, we need to, we need to catch up. We have yeah. some catch up here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can spend an hour apart and, and realize that we've missed each other. It's like a time, time is weird. Time mm-hmm. is weird in this space. I, I give thanks every day that I have a partner who cares and wants to be connected with me like deeply yeah. um, and who, who is attentive and attuned as much as he can be and is willing to be called into more or different attention and attunement if it's if I'm needing something different. Yeah. I I picked a good one. That's what I'm gonna say about that. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> and then Lila picked she a good yeah. a good pair. To, she picked a good a good set. Um, she did. Yeah. Very wise soul. Very wise soul. Well, as we are always with these things, um, I never want to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's oh, a million that was so things. rich. Oh, that was gold. Okay. Like so much. And I'm so just continue to be so grateful to be on and with you and and um a part of your journey, Elizabeth. It's just been a delight and a privilege and so moving. Thanks for being with me. Absolutely. And and we're not we haven't decided when or if we're ever gonna end the series. So please. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's true you'll we're, probably we're, see me again <laughs> yes we will i know we'll, we'll see you again yeah. um, unless you're not willing but yes i think you are <laughs> yeah yeah um and we'll uh you know see what's so in in the next phase of when we pick up and what's so in that moment what's so in your atmosphere and and uh we'll we'll get to stay on the journey with you hey hey Thank you. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Rewrite the Mother Code. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time. 